We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing good. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, a couple happy days Thanksgiving. after Thanksgiving. I know, but it's Black a couple Friday. days after. I have to say it again. Happy know. Black Friday. Happy Black, you know, Thanksgiving weekend. What do we got next? Kwanzaa's coming up. I actually don't know that. I know it's in, I think it's in December, though. I'll have to look. Eh. All right. Time. All right. Let's well. get her going. Let's get it going here, guys. So thank you all so much for watching and listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Go ahead and subscribe wherever you may be listening or watching. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit the bell. You can follow us on all our social medias, X, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow myself on X at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateGreen34. Let's get it rolling. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Angels made a move. Angels made a couple moves. If we really want to get into it, Angels did make yes. did, did make a couple moves. They made a major league signing. They added the 40-man. They're at 39 now. They sign reliever. Lefty specialist, I'd like to call it, Adam Kolarik, to a one-year $900,000 deal. Pitched for the Dodgers last year. Pitched for the Mets last year. Yes, he did pitch for the Dodgers. I looked it up. Yep. I know. For like one outing? Yeah, there's there's a couple outings. Actually, the, the overlay that I did on Twitter, uh, on X or Twitter. Yeah, one, one major was, league outing. What was from the Dodger outing. Um, struck out two in that. And then did he get hurt or get DFA to get traded or what happened? I don't even I didn't keep up with it. I don't know what happened. Um, regardless, major league deal, uh, reminiscence of the Brett Phillips deal. I'm whatever. Don't I don't care. Do you do you care? Do you, do you, in initial thoughts, reactions, lefty reliever? Like, are you happy they're not signing somebody for seven million? Right. Of course, of course. It, it does feel very much like he was like, I got a major league deal. Like what? Like that's kind of what it feels like to me. Um, like I, I think the Angels are probably the only team that were giving him a major league deal. I think everyone else was hoping to to get him on a minor league deal. Um, he had great numbers last year. T- to be fair to him, he pitched against the Angels twice in August. I mean, if you're pitching against the Angels twice in August, you you should have good numbers because that lineup was absolutely miserable that they ran out there in August. So, um. He should help with the Angels, but he is a strictly left-handed guy. Like, not really – shouldn't get too many righties out. Kind of um, what you thought Aaron Loop should have been. So, hopefully, they use him correctly because if they use him correctly, he could be – he could have a fine year. But he he should not be used in the role that they used Aaron Loop in, like the seventh, eighth inning to get key outs. He should be a guy who come in, come in two outs, runner on second, third, and you got to go get a big lefty out. Sure, but – so yeah, hopefully they use him right. Could be good. Um, different arm angle, which is nice. So th- there's some good things about it, but there are also some scary things because we have seen the Angels use the bullpen and it has not been good the way they've used it. So yeah, uh, for for me, for me, you you look at the forty man, and wow, I know we said not all that excited about a major league deal. For for a guy like this, would rather see him on a minor league deal. How many guys in the bullpen is he better than? Like, just kind of going over a couple guys here. Kelvin Caceres. I mean, Coleric has major league experience. I don't know if he's better than Caceres. Uh, Sam Bachman. I'll take Bachman. Herget Ingram. I'll probably take Coleric over both those guys. You know, Herget's probably very similar. <laughs> similar yeah, I was going to say him and Herget are pretty close. I'd rather take the lefty Opposites. because. Yeah, I'd rather take the lefty over Herget. So it's fine. Ben, he's ben not Joyce. better than Joyce. No, I mean, just Jose Quijada is going to miss a lot of the a lot of the season. Kenny Rosenberg, a friend of the show, but probably pretty similar pitchers. You probably give the edge of Rosenberg because he can start. So I mean, 
It's it's very he's similar to what Soriano. He's not better than Estevez. He's not Wants, better than Warren. You yeah. know, he's, he's on that. He's on that level. So it's fine. I don't it, think he's better than Wants. He's probably better than Warren. It's fine. It is what it is. Warren is also going to miss probably the start of the season because of Tommy John. He'll probably be back maybe in beginning of spring or something like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, you get where I'm going with this. Are there better options? Yes, I guess it kind of depends on what your feeling is for the bullpen. And if you're going to take a positive away from this, and we won't talk too much about this because it's not a huge deal, um, not a huge signing. They didn't spend a lot of a lot of money on that. Yeah. Um, they also made some smaller moves. They signed uh, Charles LeBlanc, um, infielder, played with in the Miami Marlins organization last year. Had a 110 WRC plus in 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 AAA. I think it was one of six to be a you know to I, I kind of hyped that up a little bit more. And and um, the guy that I'm a little more interested in, Alan Rangel. Um, just, just a, just a nice solid depth arm. You know, low can probably pump a mid nineties. Has a good, um, has a good, good slider, good changeup. I mean, just, just does it. But he's, he's a, he's a good depth arm. Not going to do anything crazy. He's going to go pitch in Salt Lake and probably have a five plus ERA because that's what all pitchers do there. And, and it's probably going to be pretty solid. And you hope you, you talk about like a guy like Charles LeBlanc. Very Kevin Padlow like and and Alan Rangel. You hope you don't see those guys, and if you do, you hope you see them maybe one or two games in there. Um, you know, three or four games for for Charles LeBlanc for Rangel. You, you you hope you don't hear too much about these guys, right? Other than winning teams about. don't have those guys. Winning teams won't have those guys on the roster ever. Like, well, if you're honest, like Atlanta would Atlanta would never have this guy on the roster unless it's you know September and they're they're just running a guy out there to. To be like, well, we don't want Atlanta. Atlanta signed your favorite player, huh? Atlanta signed your favorite player to a minor league deal. Yeah, minor league deal. That guy never saw the field in a major league. Never saw the major league roster. He started for the the Braves Braves late in the season. Come on, he he was on the Atlanta Braves, but he never saw the major league field, which is exactly how you're supposed to use him. So Andrew Velasquez resigned with the Braves, and that guy should never be on a major league roster that is competing for a playoff spot. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. On some more news for the Angels. Uh, John Heyman came out with it today. Angels have been linked to Robert Stevenson, reliever for the Cincinnati. Yeah, not Bulls. shocked. <laughs> Absolutely get not shocked. Away. Go ahead, get it. Yeah, let's give. Let's see if we can give him fifteen million dollars to be a, a sixth inning reliever. To, and you know, knowing him, he'll probably regress because his best year came with Tampa Bay. You know. Let's go with the what have you done with for me lately, not the what is your overall body of work. And yeah, I, I think he fits what Perry likes to do. Let's go out and give him fifteen million dollars, be a reliever. He'll throw in the sixth inning, end up with a four seven ERA, and it'll be it'll be great. I'll I'll say this: if if history repeats itself and ERA repeats itself, he's due for a bad year. I'd prefer not to give this guy a Ryan Tapera, Aaron Loop type of deal. Did you see? Did you see the money he's projected for? I I don't want to know. I I really I four really, years forty million dollars for a thirty year old for a thirty year old. I'm not I'm not giving that. I mean to be fair, that's that's four pretty close. Years? That's 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 close to Tyler Anderson money, right? Um, and and to go to go back over this, 2019 he had a two eight ERA. 2020 take it for what it's worth, he had a six three. Um, 2021, he had a 3.9 ERA. 2022, he had a 4.7 ERA. Last year, best ERA of his career, 2.73. Um, split time between Cincinnati and the Rays, if I'm not mistaken. Um, very interesting pitcher. Was a very interesting pitcher. 
Am I giving a bullpen arm that type of money? Absolutely not. I mean, he's probably going to get 10 plus million. He's probably going to get, he's probably going to get more than Carlos Estevez got, right? Yes. What does Estevez get? Nine? Nine and a half. Nine and a half? Yeah. So I think he's going to get more than Estevez. And that's not something that I'm, that I'm really comfortable and really in on, especially, and Nate, I'm going to use your term here, especially not for somebody that's a closer. That's not a closer. Should I? No, I'm that's say that. not a closer. Not a closer. Um, so yeah, that that's for for me. This has all the the signs of of just a rough. Can I just make the the Stevenson thing even worse? Go ahead. Just just because yeah, uh, five point one four ERA with Pittsburgh last year. Rays pick him up, and of course he lowers his ERA to two point three five. Um, yeah, I, I'm not taking a chance on that. Like we'd probably have him closer to the Pittsburgh numbers than the Tampa Bay numbers, knowing how we do things. Well, I'm not paying $11 million to, for a guy who's going to pitch in the seventh inning. Well, to be fair, the angels, angels have done better than they have done with pitching. You look at what the angels guys that they've spent money on. How have they done? producing I, their angels are not the rays i'll let i'm just gonna leave it at that the angels are not the how have the angels done with with angels with are not the rays throwing money at pitching angels are not the rays with producing producing any type of talent I'll, like to be fair like the angels are not on the level of the rays the astros the dodgers the elite teams the very good teams at producing um and and playing good baseball the angels just aren't at that level so um yeah I, i'm in i'm i'm with you on that i i if it's Five million dollars makes me makes you feel a little bit better. If it's where he's again being projected and where people think and where it sounds like he's going to get, I'm I'm 100 not in on that. That's that's not a that's not a good feeling for me. Um, speaking of money, by the way, to transition on to um our next topic here, man, dudes. First first off, the Cardinals are taking every pitcher that I kind of liked. I don't. I'm not a huge. Didn't he wasn't a huge fan of Sonny Gray. But I did bring up five inning masterpiece. Did, did bring up Lance Lynn. I thought you know innings eater type of guy. Um, they got Kyle Gibson, one of those innings eater type of guys. Saw this on MLB Network. It, I forgot who it was. The beat writer for um, the the St. Louis Cardinals was talking about it. Um, and they're buying innings in bulk. The Cardinals are um, now a couple things I want to I want to say about with what the Cardinals have done. First off. How do you feel about buying innings in bulk, especially, especially, and a lot of people aren't thinking about this. A lot of people are saying like the angels, the angels pitching staff is fine. They're deep enough. We are the complete opposite that we saying they need to do something in the, in, in the rotation. They need to do something. Two, very, two very guys. They have, the angels have not pitched in a five man rotation. They pitched for what? 50 games last year. A month. A month. month. It wasn't even 50 games, a month of, of a five man rotation. And then they haven't 40. done Done it. They haven't done it since Otani got hurt the time before that. Um, that scares me. This rotation two years ago, three years ago, three years ago, three years ago. This regardless, this rotation is completely different than what was three years ago. First off, Mm -hmm. you have Reed Detmers who was trained. I don't want to call drafted that year. I I don't want to call it trained, but he was trained to be a a guy who pitches you know every fifth day instead of every fourth day. Patrick Sandoval, he's been pitching every fifth day. Uh, Griffin Canning every fifth day. Um, who am I missing in there? Chase Silseth has has been trained to pitch every fifth day. Um, so I'm missing to one. play devil's advocate to you though when you're when you're talking about guys trained to pitch five days instead of four. Look at the Angels' uh, numbers after those guys went to the four man rotation. The Angels starting pitching actually last got month. better when last they, month. yeah last last month of the year. But but 
there is some positive signs to that, right? Like to see them get better and actually continue to throw quality innings. Like Detmers was still throwing six, seven innings. Um, you saw some quality innings out of Silseth when he was healthy. Um, Sandoval, you know, threw some, some games where he was deep into the games late. So that is the positive side to that, but it's a small sample size. How many months can the Angels get away with that, with this rotation? Maybe two and a half, right? Like you're looking at April and May and then June, they're going to be in trouble because this, this team, they just haven't thrown enough innings. Um, Sandoval and Tetmers and Silseth, Canning, like you're needing 160, 170 innings just to get through this year, let alone you got to be really good. So they do need a lot of innings. I'm just trying, I'm trying to look up those stats for you. When was, when would it be September? September, yeah. All September, huh? I mean, he, the- he technically, it was like August. It, it might have been 45 games, but. Anyway, going back to your question with would you like to buy innings in bulk like like uh, St. Louis? For for me, I don't love what St. Louis did. St. Louis is in a different St. Louis is in a different spot than the Angels are for a couple of reasons. One, they have no starting pitching. Like if the season started tomorrow, um the Cardinals would have been running out there Steven Matz, Miles Michaelis, uh, Matthew Libertor, and then minor leaguers. Like they, they're in a completely different spot. So what the what the Cardinals did, they went and got some veteran guys that were going to eat up some innings. They have some young guys like Tink Tink Hence, I believe is his name. He's going to be a, unbelievable. He he has a sh- he has a shot to be like the next ace for them. Um, he's probably about. F- three or four months away. He might make the team out of spring, but I think St. Louis is probably thinking, well, give him a couple months and, and let him take over in in June or July and be be there for, for that part of the year. So they're trying to like get innings eaters for the the beginning stretch and then let some younger guys take over at the home stretch. The Angels don't have that luxury. Right, they they're not going to be running out there. Oh, hey, let me just go run out there. This this starting pitcher is going to be a dude for June, July, August, September. They they don't have that. The Angels need to go get go get dudes. They need to go get a, an actual ace to to front line the staff because if if somehow this team were to make the playoffs, Patrick Sandoval starting game one, there's not one team that is a legitimate playoff team that you would say. You know what? The Angels are probably the favorites in Game One against them. Not one. With the Royals throwing out. I'm just kidding. I said legitimate playoff team. I'm not counting them as a legitimate playoff team. Obviously, they can they can shock some people and make the playoffs. But in, in Game One, the Angels are underdogs. And, and if you want to play that game, the Angels are underdogs against probably 11 of 15, 11 of 14 teams in the American League. Like you're probably favored against Oakland. Probably favored against Kansas City. Just from the starting pitching standpoint, not not including like roster and things like that. Um, you favored against Boston, Chris Sale, no. Or if Brian Bello takes that next step, like he he kind of finished the year really well, he's got a shot to be um, the White Sox. Mm, Dylan Cease, no, not if they have Cease. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, I mean you're you're the dog. You're the dog in like 
12 or 13 of the matchups, Oakland and Kansas City, um, Detroit is a possibility as well. That would be that third team for me. That's like, I I like what they have, but I don't know if they have an ace. Casey Mize has shown he's been good, but he's coming off the TJ Manning kind of good. Screwball has been good, but he hasn't been healthy enough. So those are the three teams that you might be favored against in a postseason series. And none of those teams are making the postseason right now. None. So they they need an ace. Patrick Sandoval should be the the third starter of a playoff team. So this team needs to go get guys. It's you can't just go get guys. You got to go get a dude. And I know I've preached Marcus Stroman. I know I've preached uh, Aaron Ola. I know I, those are the type of guys I want the Angels to go get. Marcus Stroman fits this team as a two. I think he does. You, with where the Angels are at, I think he makes a lot of sense as the number two. But they also need to find a, a frontline guy. And it could be one of those things where you say, you know what? We'll run it with Marcus Stroman, Sandoval, Detmers, Silseth, and Canning or or Anderson, hopefully hopefully not Anderson. But you can run those five guys out there, and then if it's July and the Angels are, are somehow in it, then you go find that, that next starting pitcher, which maybe Corbin Burns is not, maybe Corbin Burns comes down uh, in value. Maybe, maybe there's somebody available that, that we're not even thinking about could be available right now. So it, it's possible, but like you don't want to go into a, a season knowing that you're an underdog in, in 11 of 14 uh, playoff games. I, I don't disagree that you need an ace because they need an ace. However, you need somebody who's going to throw over 150 innings. At the moment, I don't think you have a guy that's like, yeah, that guy's throwing over 100 innings next, 150 innings next year, right? Like you're, you're at that point. If Detmer, if Detmers is, I think Detmers has that that ability it, too. He's it, been it, healthy. It, he it, hasn't. Just saying, like he's you don't have healthy. that guy that we you for had... sure know he's going to go over 150 innings. For me, I, I know you need an ace. I, I do, which brings me up to my to the next point when talking about the Cardinals. Sonny Gray getting 25 million dollars a year that does not help the Angels market at all in getting in getting a top line pitcher. I said, who, who was the first guy to sign? Nola, right? What did he yeah, get? Nola. 23 was it? 24 a year? I guess he got his, his number was really good. Yeah, he, he got 24 a year for seven years. Um, and it was like, well, that's kind of where it's going to start. No one, I don't think is going to get really any more than that. You look at a guy like Blake Snell, who probably is going to get a little bit more is coming off Cy Young. Um, he could get 25 a year. He, well, I would not we, pay we were, for him. We were saying that, but now look at what, look at what Sonny Gray gets at the age 34. He gets 25 a year, but Snell going to ask for 30. I, I don't think so. I yeah. think that yeah. you're no, I, I think that teams are gonna you have one of two options if your teams you either are giving length in years or you are giving more money. And like you you see that you saw this happen last year. The the trend of this was last year with the shortstops. Everyone thought Trey Turner was getting 35, 40 million. You thought Carlos Crea was getting 40 million. You thought Xander Bogarts is getting 30 million. And teams said, you know what, we'll give you 10, 11, 12 years and we'll make it 25, 27 million instead of 35, 40 million. So you're going to have guys like a Blake Snell who's like, ooh, I could take 25 million at seven years, or I could take 30 million at five years, 
would I rather have the two extra years of, of 25 million or would I rather have the, the 30 million a year? So I think that's what you're really going to be in the negotiation with is do, do you go that extra two or three years to bring the money down or do you stay because Sonny Gray, he, he doesn't really have the, the long-term value, right? Like you're, you're not signing him for, for six, seven years. He's 34 years old. You're, you're, you're really not going to want to sign him for five years. So his, his market I think is different than a Blake Snell, a Yam, a Yamamoto, um, those type of guys. You know who sounds really good right now on what people are expecting him to get? Yama, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. Eight year deal at the age of 25. That's, that's, yeah, somebody, no, you build, that's th- somebody you build around in a legit, a legit. I, I tried guy. to talk you into it. You, you keep telling me he's getting 300 million. I don't think he gets 300 million. I think he's getting somewhere around that, that Aaron Nola type contract. It might be a little bit more because. Aaron Nola, you know, probably took a little bit of a hometown discount, which I, I think it actually is. He did take a little bit of a hometown discount, if we're going to be honest. But I think if you're looking at $200 million for eight years, like, are you really upset about giving a 25-year-old $200 million over eight years? No, not, not That's at all. $25 million a year. Not like, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. That's the guy that you build this rotation around. He can pitch every fifth day. Um you want to you want to know it becomes even more interesting. He's he's a he's a rookie of the year candidate too. Yeah, all no, of a sudden, and, 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 and that and makes he, the Angels get you draft pick back from that. Yeah, because because uh, he'll be in the top top one hundred of MLB.com's yeah, yep, prospect uh, pipeline. So, yeah, he he changes the way an organization yeah. does things because he is a rookie of the year favorite. No matter where he goes, AL NL, he will be a rookie of the year favorite. Um, he will be in the top 100, so you will get a draft pick for him. There are some really good things to Yamamoto and eight years at 200 million, like 25 a year. I'm willing to go 25 a year for a guy who's going to be, uh, he is an ace. Like he's got ace like stuff. Uh, Kota Senga was, was good last year. He was a really good pitcher. And I think he has a chance to be better than Kodai Senga. Yeah, and you don't put it past you don't put it past Artie Moreno. You, you don't put it past Artie Moreno with with that market. I mean, Artie Moreno. No, we did already say that he he will replace that market at some point. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that. Uh, it, it's it's a very good replacement there. So, um, yeah, I mean, just just looking at the numbers, looking at the figures that guys are getting right now, like Sonny Gray getting twenty five a year, um, Aaron Nola getting twenty four a year, and at the age they're at thirty four and thirty is what thirty four and thirty two. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Um, that that's th- those are tough numbers to swallow. And you look at a guy like um, Yamamoto, who's twenty-five years old, and you're probably going to give him. I mean, he's probably even if he gets thirty a year, right? Eight, eight for thirty type of thing. Eight, you know, nine for twenty-seven or something like that. It makes sense. It makes it makes a yeah. Lot. Even if you even if he's willing to go nine, like he's probably like, that, that puts him at age every 34. every pitcher. Every pitcher. It, it's like. It's like getting a, a top end uh, division one guy like that's that's already pitched in the minor leagues for two or three years. Like it's almost like um, like drafting a pitcher, having him go through the minor leagues two years, and then you're you're signing him to a big contract, which I'm okay with, um, especially since he's going to bring that that ace like stuff, which is going to put the Angels in a position to be like, hey, we're favorites in. 13 of, of 14 games or 12 of 14 games. Like the only game that we're probably an underdog in is 
when we have to see uh, Garrett Cole and then maybe, maybe Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander, depending on how they're actually pitching, because we, we've seen Verlander and Scherzer weren't Verlander and Scherzer towards the end of the year. They were still very good pitchers, but they weren't their normal selves. So that could change the way the Angels look at the season instead of like, well, our game one starter is Patrick Sandoval, and we can match up with probably 24 teams, and we're an underdog in 24 of the 29 teams that we could open the season with. So that's that's why I'm frustrated with the starting pitching market. I think the Angels need to go get him. Um, and I think Yamamoto is the best, the best pitcher that's left available. I'm not a big Blake Snell guy. Um, I think he... He walks too many guys. He has too many up and down years. Doesn't pitch enough innings every... He's not a... You're writing in 170, 180 innings. He's done that twice in his career. Not really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, the two times he has done it, he has been a Cy Young guy. But he also walked almost 100 guys this year. And it just not super excited about Blake Snell. He'll, he'll be great wherever he goes. And I'm sure the Dodgers or, or somebody is going to be super happy they got him. But just not a guy I'm willing to take a risk on because... His his ceiling is is good, but his floor isn't great. He's got a really bad floor, in my opinion. I'd rather go with Yamamoto, who might cost me a little bit more, but I think his floor is way higher. Yeah, he's not even in his prime yet. When you think about it, um, we're just going to start seeing his prime. So, um, yeah, I, I'm all for it. I we I make the joke off the record. Like, can I just sign Shohei Otani as a pitcher? Because I love Shohei Otani as a pitcher. Like, he's a fantastic hitter, but I I, I love watching Shohei Otani as a pitcher. Um, that this is. I mean, it's very similar to what what you're getting there. Um, and then, you know, down the road, the, the conversation starts becoming, um, you know, uh, I forgot his name, Roki Sasaki. Oh man, that kid's that kid's gonna be a stud. I I cannot. I, that's gonna be so much money though. But um, but you don't want to wait on that because you no, you don't know no, how no, long no. it's gonna be. That no, no. that could be five, you, six, you seven, build, eight years you, before he decides. You build you build around Yamamoto. That's the thing. Like you got this. You, you get a kid for eight, nine years. This is it's an it's an organizational type change. It's like when the Angels got Shohei Otani. There was that organizational type of change. It was like wow, you know, like things are headed in the right direction. You know, I, I at that time it felt like and like you know you have you have. Uh, Otani, you have this kid Adele. Um, you have you have these these guys. You have Mike Trout. You have you know Albert Pujols. So like, granted, yes, I know Justin Upton. It didn't work out, but like there was that little bit of an organizational type of change that that was really really cool to see when the Angels signed Shohei Otani. And I think it could happen again if the Angels were to sign um, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. So what do you got? Yeah, for if they signed Yamamoto, then, then you get super excited about the pitching rotation. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you have Detmers for, for three, four more years. You have uh, Silseth for five, six five, more years. Six. You got, you got Caden Dana, who's, who's probably going to be there right, right when uh, Yamamoto's in his prime. So mm-hmm. you're going to have like him as, as like a number four guy. Uh, like oh, this rotation oh, this would is... get super, super exciting to, and like just the, just everything that that he would bring to to this team of like oh wow we we actually have a chance every fifth day which that was kind of the thing with with Otani whenever he was on the mound it was like hey we got a chance every sixth day that you're on the mound but we we can't be going out there going yeah Patrick Sandoval gives us a chance to win but if if he's having to face Garrett Cole and and Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez like he's not going to be as successful in those type of games because he he's going to have a very small room for error where Yamamoto is that type of guy who who can go out there and go seven, eight shutty and, and turn it over to, 
to Soriano or Joyce and be like, boom, ball game over. Let's move on. We win the game one, nothing. So yeah. I, I'm in total agreement. You know, I brought his name up off the record probably a week or two ago to you. And I think I finally got you on board. I wasn't on board because of the figure that was going to be, that was involved <laughs> with it. The numbers you start hearing off, off the record about what some of these guys are getting. But when you start looking at it more and more, it's like Sonny Gray got this amount. Aaron Nola got this amount. It's like, well, you know, I mean, maybe 27, 28, $30 million a year isn't horrible um, for a 25-year-old. Plus, and this will be my my final thought here before we let everybody go, the Angels' window to win, when you really look at it, is not right. next year, right? When you think about it, it's really he, not He next could year. make the window next year, though. You, you like, could. No, I don't I don't think he like, makes it next year. I think a good offseason does. Like, I think that... I think that you can but like he mm-hmm. he's part of the yes. offseason that makes it there, right? Like yes. you need to go get an ace and whether that's him, Blake Snell, trading for Dylan Cease, trading for Corbin Burns, which are not realistic expectations because the Angels don't have the prospects mm-hmm. to go get those guys. But him or Blake Snell or somebody like that changes this offseason for the Angels because now you're going into the season thinking We've got a chance. We signed our pitcher that we've been needing. You have a and young now, core. You never know what happens. Yeah, we've got yeah, the young core. It's like, yeah. yeah, now it's throw in, throw in a guy here, throw in a guy there, and all of a sudden this offense, like you you throw in a, a Tim Anderson, you throw in a Teoscar Hernandez or someone like that, and it's, oh, hey, all of a sudden this offense has, has a chance to be something good. Yeah. And we're not asking right now. We're asking the offense to score seven seven runs a game with the with the pitching staff. We're going to run out there. You add a Yamamoto. You add another Marcus Stroman type of guy, and all of a sudden it's hey, just go out there and score four runs a game. You score four runs a game, we're going to give you a chance to win. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. That's why yes, the Angels' actual chance for winning is two years from now when um, it, it, when Neto's been in the league for three years. When Shanuel's been in the league for three years, uh, Rendon's contract is one year away from being gone. You got Silseth and Detmers who have really cemented themselves. Logan O'Hoppy's in there. Um, you, you just put yourself in a really good spot, but do what good teams do, smart teams do, and go a year or two early. The Phillies were not World Series championship caliber team when they signed Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper changed the way that organization went about it. And it was like, hey, Bryce, you come here. You have made us an instant World Series champion contender in two years. And and what do you know? He He's done that. Yeah. yeah and and we, we've done this before. I, I We've got we get a lot of comments on. We get a lot of hate. It's like, you know, we, we, we're not the most optimistic podcast out there. We try to give it to you guys straight. Like we just said it. The window probably is not next year for the Angels, right? Like they have a good young core, but how often do the do not the Detroit Tigers do the Arizona Diamondbacks happen, right? Like it doesn't happen that often where a young Once core a of guys like that goes to the World Series, right? It take it takes some time. Like we saw Baltimore, and it was like, dude, we see flashes of Baltimore being really freaking good, and look at them now; they're going to be yep. real good for a while. Uh, the Dimebacks. We said it a while. We said it a while back. It was like, dude, watch out for the Dimebacks. That 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 farm system's really. But good. What's the difference between the Dimebacks and the other young cores? What I, I actually don't. They know. have they have one of the three best pitchers in the National League. Yeah, Zach Gallen. Yeah, no, they, I, I they have an ace. Like yeah. they have an ace, and that that changes the direction uh, of organizations to have a guy that you can lean on in big games. 
that's that's outstanding. Shohei Otani was that for us for a couple of years, and you know we we just don't know if Shohei Otani is going to be that guy ever again. But we know Yamamoto is going to be that guy for the next eight ten years here in America, and uh, I, I like the chances of him being a Rookie of the Year and a Cy Young candidate. I am sold. I'm just letting you know. I'm 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 pretty sold on it. You, you got go go. I don't. Perry doesn't listen to this podcast. Not very many people do. <laughs> go, go get Yoshinobu. Yamamoto, please, like start building, start building for the future. You you have a good young core of guys. Now go get that, go get that dude. That's why we were preaching Aaron Nola so hard, right? It was like go get Aaron Nola, like go get him on a set, six seven year deal. Now you have your ace. Start building around that guy. You have Trout in the outfield. You know you have you have those. You built around Trout. Like we've been saying, build around Trout forever. You finally built around Trout. You didn't get you didn't go spend money around Trout. You built around Trout. You put Logan O'Hop. You put Zach Neto. Um, who else you got? Nolan Shanwell. I know you don't love Shanwell. You know, Taylor Ward stepped up. You have Joe Adele. I mean, you, you built around you, and I know a lot of those guys haven't been best, but you built around you, you built around Mike Trout. You need another piece or two to build around him. But go build around a pitcher now too and see see what happens. You know, you have you have the makings yep. of a good rotation. Go be a great rotation. So the window isn't yet, it's coming. It, it it will be coming down the road. There's a lot of learning experiences, you know. But I, I'm I'm excited if the Angels can sign sign a starting pitcher like this, Nate. You sold me on it. I'm not going to tell you that very often. You sold me on it. I still don't believe in closers. But, but no, no, you still believe in closers. You no, mentioned it already no, once on the podcast. No. Nope, not. We'll not play gonna... it back if we have to. Let us know your thoughts on Yoshinobu Yamamoto, please, please, please. We'd love to hear it. Um, hear about it. We're we're all in here on the Yamamoto train. We'll start. I'm going to call it the Yamamoto trailer. We'll go with that. So with all that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Go ahead and subscribe wherever you are doing so. You can follow us on our social medias, X to Instagram, Facebook, just like talking halos. Follow myself on X at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.